morning. The first scripture reading is from Psalm 100, verse 1 through 5. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come, to it, come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good, excuse me. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. The next one is my, has to be my favorite, one of them. First Thessalonians 5 through 17, chapter 5, 17 through 18. Pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you join me in a prayer? Dear God, prepare our hearts and minds with your spirit so that we may receive your words with our open hearts and joyful hearts. May your words bring us hope and joy. And may the word of my mouth and the meditation of my hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. <clears throat> it's been four weeks since the new year has begun. And today is the last Sunday of our sermon series, Fresh Start. <laughs> How's your life going? And how is your soul these days? Are you having a fresh start of a new year with our Lord? Or are you still dealing with some problems or struggles from last year? Or you are just so busy, so there's no room for you to think about the fresh start. As I said last week, our life is not like a blackboard, but our life is more complex. So it is hard to define our life like black or white. But, but our life, because our life is more likely somewhere in between. Probably you wanted to have a fresh start with the Lord, but you found our other problems in your lives. It can be financial problem or health problem or relationship problems. Or maybe you wanted to start this year with a fresh start, but your circumstances did not give you room to have a fresh start. I wish we have power to change our circumstances and our situations. Personally, I, start, I started this year with bad news. On New Year's Day, I got a phone call from my brother who lives in South Korea, and he delivered me some bad news regarding my parents. The news broke my heart, and it made me feel powerless because I knew that 
there was nothing I could do for my parents since I live in America. And meanwhile, my ordination interview was coming up soon. And then I shared this news with my board member and then they told me that, Pastor, you'll be all right, don't worry. Thank you for the encouraging words. But to be honest, I have a fear. I have a fear of not passing the interview because of my past experience. So that being said, I started this year, this new year, with a lot of stress. Maybe that's why my recovery from flu is very slow. And then I know some of our congregation members and my colleagues started this new year with health and other problems. It seems like this new year isn't that much different from the last year. How can we do? Shall we be discouraged? Shall we be frustrated? No. <laughs> that's not how, uh, how our Lord wants us to live. And that's not how the scripture teaches us. The scripture teaches us that we can still make our life full of possibilities, grace, and hope, even though we have no power to change our circumstances and our situations. How? With thanksgiving. Can you repeat after me? With thanksgiving. Psalm 100 encourages us to enter God's gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, not because our circumstances are good, but because God is good. Alan Cohen, a Christian author who wrote many inspirational books, says that gratitude, like faith, <clears throat> is a muscle. The more you use it, <clears throat> the stronger it grows. It means that gratitude does not come naturally, but it but is cultivated by practice. I think that's what the author of Psalm 100 intends for by reading and by reciting the psalm while entering into the temple and then during the worship services and on their daily lives the practice of gratitude probably allowed the Israelites to realize how thankful they are. Because the psalm reminded them who God is and who they are and how good our Lord was to them and also was to their ancestors. And reading and reciting the Psalm 100 probably helped the Israelites build a muscle of a gratitude and build a habit of a gratitude even when they had nothing to give thanks. Why does gratitude matter? 
Because when we thank God, we are recognizing God's power, God's presence, and God's provision in our lives. It changed the way we perceive God, and it also changed the way that we see our circumstances. Giving God thanks drives us to turn from our inward pain and look up at him who gives us strength, who gives us hope, who gives us reason to live so that we can be more positive and hopeful. The Apostle Paul is a great example of living with gratitude. After he accepted Christ as a Lord, his life changed dramatically. He experienced so many bad things because of the Lord. such as imprisonment, flogging, near-death experiences, lashes, baiting with rods, stunning, shipwrecks, hunger, and pressure. Yet, despite of all these things, Paul embraced an attitude and lifestyle of thanksgiving especially in times of worry and need. And he encouraged other Christian fellows to live with thanksgiving so that they can find peace and they are able to navigate their life hardships. How was Paul able to have a thanksgiving life? By practice. He built a muscle of gratitude by practice. In <clears throat> Philippians chapter 4, Paul wrote, I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living, which is living with thanksgiving. In every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with a plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Paul says he has learned how to be content with. He says he has learned how to live with thanksgiving in every situation. It means that his thankful hearts to the Lord in every situation didn't come to him naturally. He earned that attitude and habit by practice. He says, it was the Lord our Jesus Christ who helped him realize the fact that Christ is the one who gives him strength and who helped him to have a thankful heart. And by practice, 
Paul was able to build a habit of attitude and the muscle of attitude in every situation, even when he had nothing, even when he had a full, even when he was in prison, even when he shared a joy with other Christian fellows. And he became a great apostle. And all the readings that he wrote for Christian that inspired us because the words came from his own experiences. And he wanted to share the secret of his living with other Christian fellows who were facing difficulties in their lives so that they could live with abundance, grace, and peace that our Lord had granted. When Paul was in prison, he wrote these words to the church in Philippi that was facing persecution. He says, do not worry anything. Instead, pray about everything. Take God what you need and thank God for all he has done. There you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And he wrote a similar message to the church of Thessalonica, who was also facing persecution. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Many people interpret the past, the, uh, this passage this way. God really wants us to give thanks, so we better get our acts together and be thankful all the time. But the truth is that we cannot be thankful in every circumstances if you try to do it with our own. Because our lives get harder, we are so busy, even though we, we do not expect any bad thing to happen, but it comes to us constantly, constantly. And that we have no room to look up to the Lord, but we just focus on the problems that we have. That is who we are the weak human beings. I'm sure Paul had the same struggle that we have at the beginning of his ministry. So let's again read the two passages that Paul wrote to the church of Thessalonica and the church of Philippi. Do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Take God what you need and thank God for all he has done. Pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Paul emphasizes praying to God in both letters. 
He didn't just ask us, just give thanks to God in all circumstances. He knows that we can't do it our own. So he encouraged us to pray to God first and ask God to give us power to be thankful for whatever situation that we have. He knows that, he knew that without God, we can have the life. That's how Paul built his gratitude muscle. He asked God first, Lord, help me to look you up and ask you for help so that I can be thankful for everything. I want to close my sermon with an inspir um, <clears throat> inspir I'm sorry, inspiring story that um, our late leader, Lisa Brinker, posts on her Facebook page. Maybe some of you um, heard about this story before. So here we go. This is a story of two sisters, Corey and Betsy, who survived from a Nazi concentration camp. This story has inspired many people after World War II. As Corey traveled uh, widely lecturing on how God had delivered her and her sister from Nazi uh, concentration camp. Corey and Betsy were trapped in the concentration camp and their barrack was filled with fleas. And one day, while meditating on Paul's words, which is from 1 Thessalonica, give thanks in all circumstances. Corey's sister, Betsy, said to her, I'm so thankful for fleas. But giving thanks in a flea-infested room seems impossible to Corey. How could you be thankful for fleas? I hate fleas. And her sister told her that because of fleas, the guards never came to their valleys to beat them up or stamp them from praying and reading the Bible. And Corey was stunned when she heard that story and that they gave her a aha moment. And then she thought that, huh, even flee can be something that we can be thankful for. So fleas not only save their lives, but also give them freedom to worship and pray and read the Bible. And through those times, God shaped them as his great disciple, and then he and then Corey traveled everywhere and delivered this God's message and then inspired so many people. Just like Corey and Betsy, we have big difficulties as well as little like fleas in our lives. When we look at fleas, it seems impossible for us to be thankful for that. 
But remember that for God, there is nothing impossible. With God's power, even the fleas can turn into something that we can be thankful for. So that we can have a happier and blessed life with thanksgiving. But remember again, we need God's help. So when you see yourself, <clears throat> Lord, I have nothing to give you thanks, then ask God to give you a thankful heart so that you can have a life with abundance of blessings and grace that our Lord offers us. Let us pray. <clears throat> Gracious Lord, you are wonderful and you are good. Thank you for being good to us. Thank you for taking care of us with your love and your, with your care all the time. Lord, we confess that it is hard for us to give thanks to you when we look around us and when we focus on our problems and our circumstances. Lord, grant us thanksgiving hearts and help us to look up to you even when we have nothing to give thanks. And even when we have big problems in our lives. Help us to look up to you and see your grace and mercy and help us, help us to ask you all the time for help. We pray this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat>